Welcome to the Labor Force Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Strukin, proud member of New York State United Teachers, celebrating 50 years this year. Of all of the crowds and the route, it's something I've never done before. I know. It was incredible to see you do that. That is a vantage point that you don't often get to see it. It's just beautiful. As we're coming down 34th Street, this is Parade Central right here. We've got people all along. People have been here since, I don't know, before the sun came up. Right. I mean, we got here early, early in the morning. People were lining the route pre-dawn, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and they're here now. They've been waiting for this moment, and Tom is rolling. Oh, I think he just winked at you, Hoda. There's Tom. He remembers. If you've noticed lately the kids in your life talking with an Australian accent, this lovable pup, probably the reason why, Bluey is back at the parade, but this time she's brought a new red balloon. 2024, Nickelodeon and Paramount Plus are going all out as they celebrate 25 years of boundless positivity. Can you imagine how much pumpkin pie they'd have to eat before they got full? The main character from Netflix's newest animated musical comedy, starring the one, the only Adam Sandler. Now streaming on Netflix and making his parade debut today, Leo is the class pet you will never forget. That was from the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. If only innocence could just represent innocence and not have anything negative behind it like exploitation or steep inequality. But not so when it comes to Macy's. And not so for the next story either, concerning Legoland. Legos. Workers in California in a labor struggle of their own. But first, Macy's workers in Washington State ended their three-day unfair labor practice, or ULP, strike and returned to work this past Monday. According to UFCW 3000, Macy's should know that we'll be back on the picket line unless Macy's bargains fairly and stops violating labor law. We have reached out to Macy's to get back to the bargaining table. We expect to get new dates on the calendar early next week. Our hope is that Macy's will come to the table, ready to engage in good faith over solutions on safety, living wages, and a contract with no capital N-O takeaways. As always, your member bargaining team and strike captains will keep you up to date. Workers send a clear message to management that we're united, we're strong, and we aren't going anywhere. Our stories have been heard around the world. We're speaking up for a fair contract that protects our wage scales, holidays, increases our pay, and demands that Macy's respects our rights under labor law. As reported by The Guardian, 400 workers were on strike against a retail giant starting on Black Friday, alleging the company, which pays millions to executives, is not playing fair. 96% of workers voted in favor of authorizing the strike in October. And again, it's a familiar tale of runaway capitalism at the wretched expense of workers. In 2021 and 2022, Macy's reported profits of over $1 billion. The company spent $600 million on stock buybacks and paid out $173 million in dividends to shareholders in 2022. We would like them to share some of those profits so we can have a livable wage, said Asia Domingo, who's worked at Macy's in Tukwila, Washington for 21 years. Macy's CEO gets $11 million per year, while a lot of his workers rely on food banks, and some can't even afford to see doctors because of the low wages and the expensive health care. Oh, boy. And there it is. If we could take health care off the negotiating table with Medicare for All, a reference like that would be moot. It already bleeds into all the other issues mentioned. But as it is, 
The vulture-profit healthcare system we're forced to navigate does no favors to the working class. Domingo said low pay has made it difficult to attract and retain workers, while not properly compensating workers who have put in years of service with the company, resulting in chronic understaffing and higher workloads. A lot of times on the floor, there'll be one person covering everything, and that's hard. More and more people are having to take on more, added Domingo. We work long hours. Our job titles keep getting longer and longer. And Macy's isn't wanting to invest in their employees and invest in keeping them long-term. Lisa Lewick, another longtime sales associate at Macy's in Linwood, Washington, claims she had been subjected to unfair labor practices. Lewick said she was suspended for two weeks without pay last year after calling the police in response to an individual posing a safety threat at the store. She said workers should not have to fear losing their jobs or being reprimanded for calling emergency services. But of course, there's more. Other unfair labor practice charges filed by the union include being prohibited by Macy's from speaking to other workers in the workplace, surveillance of union members, and bargaining in bad faith. We've had assaults in our stores, and we've had shootings out in our parking lots at the time when we have to walk out to our cars with no consideration at all, said Luik. They worked us to death on skeletal staffing, and it's just not fair. When we see that they've made all these billions, when they pledge to put money back into the business— They're establishing 30 new stores. They have the Macy's Day Parade. They have the fireworks. We're angry, and even our customers comment on it. And that's how you know it's bad. Imagine the typical Macy's customer. Probably not typically sympathetic to the working class. If they're noticing issues, then issues surely exist. For Macy's part, blah, blah, boilerplate, blah. Macy's seeks to reach a deal that is mutually beneficial to the colleague, company, and union. Note that the union comes last in that statement, but as they indicate, they'll not go away quietly. Let's give the last word on this to Lisa, courtesy of The Real News. Here she explains the trouble with pricing, the hallmark of a capitalist enterprise, for both the customer and the worker. But I would like to say, which I've had to explain to customers before when they say, well, you know, how does this affect me? Here's how it affects you. The prices. It's not inflation. The company raises prices on the merchandise and passes all of this, the theft, the cost of theft, on to you. Every day at work, I have to call my bosses at least once a day to get permission to change a price because I'm on a last and final warning still. And I have them ask get their permission to change a price for a customer because the price as marked is not the price that is ringing. And needless to say, the prices are going up faster on the merchandise. Then, of course, we have staff to change them. So we at the cash registers have to call and get permission to change the prices for the customers. It's insane. It's insanity. And all of these prices are being passed on to the customers. So that's really where it comes from. The bottom line is we as a society and we as consumers are the ones who are paying the price, not just we as workers. This coming year is Legoland California Resort's 25th birthday. So we got you a little something. Introducing Dino Valley, a brand new dino-rific land. Check out the new Explorer River Quest, interactive Duplo Dino Ride, Lego build and play area, and costume characters, as well as everyone's favorite, Coastersaurus opens this spring plus the new lego world parade 
six floats, including a Lego City fire truck, a swashbuckling pirate ship, and floats inspired by Lego Ninjago, Lego Friends, Lego City Deep Sea Adventure, and Duplo. Launches this summer. And of course, what's a party without some cake? Join us for an awesome celebration because we can't wait to get this party started. Sounds fun. Never been there. But we'd bring the kids if we ever found ourselves in California. But of course, no fun to be had without someone to operate those rides. And these workers have had it, 25th anniversary or not. Again from The Guardian, Lego playsets have captivated children and adults alike for decades, but engineers at Legoland California are dealing with blocks of a different kind, opposition from management and hired union avoidance consultants trying to deter their bid to formally unionize. Ride technician engineers at Legoland in Carlsbad, California, filed for a union election to join International Association of Machinists and Aerospace Workers, IAMAW, District Lodge 947 in September. They await a ruling by the NLRB on accepting their bargaining unit and permitting the election to be scheduled. The big focal point they have is a complete and utter lack of fairness, said William Corona, business representative and organizer with the union. When we first got into the impact of what that meant with the workers, it got into extreme amounts of favoritism and nepotism. Some of these ride technicians are getting zero raises, and it's based on who you know and how well you are with the supervisors. The engineers stood up and said enough is enough, Corona added. Signing a union authorization card and reaching out is already commendable and empowering alone. This action amounts to a historic presence at the resort, according to Corona. Our future members there want fairness. They want to be recognized not just as a number, but as a person. And Legoland is not doing that, and they haven't been doing that. Legoland California, the first Legoland theme park in the U.S., is widely recognized as one of the world's top amusement parks, having opened in 1999 and later acquired by Merlin Entertainment in 2004. In 2019, the family controlling Lego had a $5.9 billion takeover of Merlin. One worker at Legoland described lagging and low pay of workers in the ride engineering department, arbitrary and unfair disciplinary enforcement by supervisors, and a culture of favoritism fostered by managers and supervisors. This prompted workers to start organizing, said the worker. There's a lot of micromanaging, and our management doesn't necessarily trust us to do our jobs. We're the lowest paid park engineers in California at the moment, I believe. Compared to Disneyland, SeaWorld, Six Flags, Magic Mountain, we're one of the lowest, if not the lowest, in starting pay. Ride engineers at Legoland, according to workers, engage in various crucial tasks, such as preventative maintenance, safety inspections, and routine scheduled maintenance. However, concerns have been raised particularly in annual performance reviews. Supervisors allegedly deduct points arbitrarily for certain workers, impacting bonuses, promotions, and pay increases. So that's the second time arbitrary has been mentioned, meaning based on random choice or personal whim, rather than any reason or system. Sounds like capitalism, doesn't it? Without the kind heart of the employer, only a binding union contract with a salary scale set in stone counteracts that tendency, and it's precisely why private employers do all they can to prevent it. Accountability just hurts the bottom line, don't you know? Tensions have escalated between management and workers since the initiation of a union campaign. Union avoidance consultants have reportedly been employed to isolate and deter workers supporting the union. 
These consultants conduct one-on-one and group meetings to address anti-union arguments and claims, contributing to an uneasy atmosphere within the workplace. At the very beginning, they definitely made it seem like they were your friend trying to be on your side. Like, oh, you know, we're here to help you guys, the worker said, claiming that this attitude quickly veered into fear-mongering about the union. They would give us one of the seats they were going over. At the very bottom of that, it was saying, Do you want the union to have complete control over you? In black, bold letters. They emphasize there's a big possibility the workplace might not get better. The Legoland could take things away. That our benefits will go down, without directly saying so. The opposition to unionization at Legoland is trying to say the union has an agenda, and that they don't, the worker added. But they do, and the union at the end of the day isn't a separate body, it's us. We're not going to do something we don't agree upon or don't want. Legoland's management has enlisted the services of Littler Mendelssohn, a union avoidance law firm previously used by Starbucks and Amazon. Here's an idea of the snakes they are. Is the idea of union organizing and concerted activity a thing of the past? While union membership is at its lowest point in 80 years, worker activism certainly is not. Workers today, and particularly millennials, now the largest generation in the workforce, are looking for a sense of purpose. Unions, worker centers, and online advocacy groups are finding new and often disruptive ways to empower individuals to band together and give workers a voice. Communicating with employees on a broad scale is easier than ever. Whether through mass texting, emails, or social media, messages can reach thousands of employees in mere minutes. Some unions are even organizing without traditional union authorization cards, distributing cards online that require only electronic signatures to be valid. These swift communication campaigns have given labor organizations advantages they've never known before. And employers are quickly learning that employee activism online has a higher probability of damaging employer reputations. So the unfortunate fact is that online criticism of workplace policies may generate a response more quickly than traditional organizing. Digital platforms also make it easier to organize across an industry to engage a collective voice. We've seen single-day industry and employer-wide walkouts, sick-outs to pressure employers to improve benefits, multi-state teacher strikes to improve classroom conditions and teacher pay, as well as online petitions and employee-made videos designed to change company policies and practices. Non-union employers or those in traditionally unorganized industries that want to continue direct employee engagement can no longer sit back and conclude that labor organizing and worker activism is something they need not spend time planning for. If your employees have a smartphone and a will, today there is a way. These anti-union measures appear to be at odds with the Lego Group's responsible business principles, which emphasize workers' rights to form or join trade unions and engage in collective bargaining without interference from employers. Notably, Kirkby, the private investment company of the Christiansen family, owners of Lego, holds a significant stake in both Lego Group and Merlin, which owns and operates Legoland parks. Legoland is a great place to work. The people that I work with are all great people. And I just feel like we deserve to be treated a lot better, one worker said. We play a very important role in the operation of the park, and that role is really undermined. As I was grabbing the audio of the Macy's Day Parade, my five-year-old daughter was beside me, excited by all the floats and the music. It's a shame. 
and my three-year-old son spent last night playing with blocks in the playroom, building big towers and trying everything he could to get them to stand up. If only it was just that, but it isn't. Figuratively speaking, you have to fight to stay standing. And here we have two more examples of workers who simply refuse to go down. So as always, we'll take it and stay on it. So thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, you can find Labor Force on Spotify for podcasters and select the level, starting at just a dollar a month. Also, please share, rate, and review to help others find the show. You can listen anywhere you get your podcasts. And speaking of listening and broadening your worker contact, the Labor Force Podcast is now affiliated with the Labor Radio Podcast Network, an indispensable labor source where you can find many more shows like this one. You can check it out at laborradionetwork.org. Until next time, take care and stay union strong.